you for joining us at Find Your Person Podcast. My name is Jake. I'm here with Stephanie and Dustin, and we are super excited to bring back Lonnie. We left her with a question, and that is how we can be more confident. And so I'm super excited to hear what she has to say. So we're just going to get right into it. If you haven't done it already, please listen to the first episode where we had Lonnie talking about flirting so we can get the full picture. We're just going to give it back to Lonnie. Lonnie, how can we be more confident? For a guy to be more confident, what it takes is for him to actually see a woman and not necessarily talk about himself. So talk about the woman. Sort of. He's going to come into this thinking like, I, I need to establish my prowess. Like men often when they flirt, they're like talking about themselves and their credibility. I got a Jeep. I got a forerunner. I got four wheelers. I got a boat. I have stock options. See, and that makes sense. Like I'm joking. Like they're not that bad. But, but like, if say, you think like, about uh, that though, like <laughs> if you're thinking stereotypical, what a girl wants, it's the things the guy has, but that's not, I mean, I feel like that's not never tr- like not true anymore, but like, I don't it's know. Maybe TV movies. For the record, it's never been true that she's in it for all that he has. That's the way that men perceive it, though. Women are in it for security, protection, and to feel loved. They think, you guys think sometimes, I think that security and protection means a dollar amount or this amount of stuff. Like, you could give her security and protection in an RV, and she might love that. I'm just saying. (laughs) Stephanie, they don't always get my jokes because of uh, the it's. Play. <laughs> <laughs> I, you're I just <laughs> no, I was just thinking about it. No, like, it makes sense. I was that was like I was like yeah. I mean, that does make a lot of sense because you're also like looking at this successful woman. She's already making her income. She's already got her career half the time. She doesn't necessarily need you for the paycheck. She wants that. So then the security comes from like physical protection. Physical protection, emotional protection, a, a, a safe place to land somewhere to someone to see her. What I mean by that is someone to like kind of women like go gushy and gaga if a guy can actually anticipate her needs and then try to meet them without her speaking them, which is like a guy's worst nightmare. <laughs> right? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> I'll deny. I'll, I'll, I'll confirm. <laughs> right? So let's say, for example, that you're getting to know a woman and you, you know that she's got like a big presentation coming up, right? Mm-hmm. What would mean more to her than anything would be in the morning of her presentation, be like, you're going to kill it. Good job. Or good luck today. And then let's say you go above and beyond and you say, and you're going to be super stressed. Let me send you some lunch. And you know what she likes mm-hmm. on her place and you send it to her and she, and everyone in the office is like, don't mess this up. He's the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. Right. And then that night you say, what do you need? Like, let me snuggle you and watch watch a movie. And she's going to be like, he sees me, he hears me, right? And you can still talk about yourself. It's not that I'm saying it's like about her all day long, but we just really long to be seen, to say like, here's all the million things that I'm doing in my life, all the people I'm helping and someone else coming in and saying like, let me join you in your fight. Let me make sure that you're not feeling like you're doing life by yourself. Yep. Yep. I can attest. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm just like over here just thinking about it. I'm also making <laughs> Stephanie's notes. dreaming like, and swooning. <laughs> I'm swooning over here. Okay. Well, let me, let me just tell it from my perspective because it is 
It is so real and so true. And that is something that I, that I, I really, really appreciate is when somebody can, you know, identify my needs, right? They just, they look at me and they're like, Stephanie, you, you could use a pick me up. It looks like you could use a hug. It looks like, you know, like you just need to get out. Like, let's go hang out. Let's go to that activity that, you know, we weren't going to go to or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, let's, what can I do to help you? You know, like what, what do you need right now? And I will also include this as well. I think it's really easy for a guy to just be like, Hey, you know, what do you need? Or like, what do you want to do? Like, where do you want to go out? Uh, it's really, really, really attractive when the guy's like, Hey, this is, this is my idea. What do you think? Right. And like, they're, they're already anticipating your needs. They're already thinking about it. They're already contemplating it. Um, instead of, and they're like proactive about it. Right. And they're. Okay. Can I, I got to pause you stuff. Cause here's where the breakdown is right there. A man, a good man wants to do absolutely anything a good woman wants to do. He will, he wants to do what will make her happy. Right. Unless there is like a specific food that he needs or a specific place that he needs to be. When he says, Hey babe, where do you want to go to dinner tonight? And she says, I don't know. He's like, I'm about to go crazy. Tell me what you want to eat. Yep. I will buy it for you. Mm-hmm. That what would make me happy is buying you food. I don't care what it is. And she's like, just take me to my favorite place. And he's like, Oh, please don't do this game on. Uh, see, I don't <laughs> yeah, I've heard the trick is yes. you do the opposite. You say, Hey babe, I'm going to take you to your favorite place tonight. And she's like, what? You're taking me here? And you go, yep, that's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> I've never tried that. I've, I've always given them options. I've always been like, hey, we, got, I can, we can take you to, you know, I'll name her favorite place, but I'll say like. I love it. That's uh, great, Jake. McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever, mm-hmm. or like something extra- extravagant. And then she obviously picks, you know, her favorite mm-hmm. place. But I've already listed that. And I already knew that we're going to go there. But yeah. it's just one of those. She's always thinking about that budget. So sometimes you throwing out where the budget is gives her an idea. Okay. Okay. That is helpful. I like that. I like that. The guide is nice. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like I've answered your questions about flirting? I have a lot more notes that I haven't gone over, but. I, I honestly love it. You just oh, yeah. spit it all you out. Honestly, can just spill like, notes. Like I'm making that. notes. We don't too. even. They're telling me what I want to hear. <laughs> we don't even know it. what questions to ask. <laughs> we're kind of just going so, by the flow. We just love what you're saying, and we're just taking like, it in. Okay, like let's say it's like a first timer. Okay, you don't know this girl, and you're like, "Is she flirting with me? How do I flirt with her? How do I like slide into her DMs? Whatever." Yes. Right. Is that bad thing? Okay, we'll come back to that. Continue. <laughs> so, trying to get her eye is a good idea. Same with the girl. Like always, just trying to get the eye and like noticing where that is, and then making sure that that connects into your brain. Like, oh, someone's eyeing me see how that feels because when you have attraction with someone your body will start giving you a physical reaction that that butterflies that kind of like tightening that like feeling inside but like something great or terrible could happen (laughs) it's anxiety yeah the anxiety um so when your body's giving you that cue that's your opportunity to take a, a closer look like get closer to them as is possible right looking for an opening, creating an opportunity. When a guy can create an opportunity with, to be closer to a woman and then like chat with her, this is always going to be to his advantage because when he starts out the floor and he starts out the approach and she's more likely, or she's there to kind of receive and see how, how she feels about it, she's much more likely to invest 
if she has to come closer and work super hard, she's gonna get disinterested faster. So one of the things that my husband always says, which I think is really good because he just has a lot of, he had a lot of game, let's be real. Um, he, he would always say like, when I, when I discovered that I was interested in someone, I would go in closer proximity with them. I would just kind of start chatting with them and start getting to know them a little bit, figure out some inside jokes, figure out um, some of the things that they like to talk about, things that are interesting to them, all within that first little bit of contact and look for a way to get their phone number and then ask them out quickly. Because what you've done is you've created a window of opportunity and when you have that window of opportunity and you go through, go through that, it maintains her attraction to you and it gives her an opportunity to kind of anticipate. One of the best things about flirting is that it creates anticipation and you're trying to capitalize on the anticipation, not prolong it until it turns into agony. So the timing is important then. So like in my mind, I would think like, okay, well, I'm going to like do everything like that. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't do, I wouldn't like try and get her number right the first time. I would try and go, I would like go second round, like. But the thing is, if you go a second round, she could be dating someone by then. Like, true. why not? So the pro, so that's the question then. Is it um, beneficial to just go for it right then? Yeah. Really? It shows more confidence and it also shows that you're not necessarily feeling like you're putting a lot of pressure or a ton of weight on the first date. Because it's your way of just being like, I'd like to take this. I want to make sure a date is really your way of saying like, I want to make sure that you know that my intentions are romantic. And I also want to make sure that, you know, my intentions are to get to know you better. Hmm. And so that's what the whole first date is. It's not like, I think we're going to work out. It's let's just flirt over dinner. Well, okay. and I guess my question would be for you guys is what, how much information do you need to ask a, a girl out for a first date? Oh, that's so case by case basis, honestly, because there are like, I, I I believe I have a type, both physically and like personality wise. So mm -hmm. like, if a girl says she does this occupation, she talks about like the gospel in some deep way, and then or like did something really significant in the gospel, like a mission or something similar, or like a, I don't know, something like that. And then um, has like some other shared interest with me, then I'm like, boom, like that's, that's a big deal. But aside from that, I don't think I have anything that's like, oh, okay, she does. Like, it's usually just like, oh, she's driven. She's trying to do something. She has a good job. She has this going for it. It's not like she sits on her couch and, you know, I don't know, something, I don't know. It's, it's super case by case basis. And I feel like it changes daily for me because I was incredibly picky and I feel like over time I get less picky because I'm like, okay, what of these things is actually a big deal. So I don't know. If so it sounds to me like probably one of the things that's happening for you though, is that you're taking too much time investigating if they could be a good date yes. rather than just taking them on a date. Yes. And I, because that's like, in my mind, I'm also just like, nah. That, that, and maybe that's why that's probably what it is is i am emphasize the first date too much because in my okay. mind i'm like i don't want to take this girl on a date if i'm not if i don't know that i'm interested in her in some well, way the interest is something especially romantic interest is something that's only going to develop if you're on a date makes sense 
like literally that's how the that's how the brain works because she's going to come in and put her best foot forward and show you who she is and be more willing to be vulnerable because she feels more secure in your approach like one of the one of the fundamental mistakes that lds men make and i think men in general but i see this way more with lds men is that they investigate and investigate and investigate a woman yeah. and they will date her for six months before they'll take her on a date by the time they get on that date there's so much pressure for it just to, to go well that she's she's not sure like she feels like she has to perform and act in a certain way to get you to ask her out and it's exhausting that makes sense i'm kind of there with dustin too i think for me i'm more on a friend base like i try to get to know them more than then once i start then i'll then I'll ask him out on a date and I can, I can get to know him. For me, it could be like a phone call, like a phone call to just talk for hours. And then I'd be like, okay, I know her well enough. I can take her on a date. When do you want to go on a date? So um, I feel like your, your definition of a date is more like your definition of like, we could almost be exclusive. And that's yeah, what I'm thinking. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think we're overthinking the first date. That's what I, that's, that's what's, that's what I'm thinking. Um, okay. Wait. Yeah. So we were talking about expectations of our first date. Um, and just so okay for me like I feel like I know this I feel like I know that the the first date shouldn't be more than anything just besides getting to know someone but like somehow every time it always like it comes back like I have to continuously remind myself this is not you going to date them this is going to this is literally just the first I don't know I don't know it's just like it's almost like natural person wants to say this is a really big deal like oh like you gotta be you gotta make sure you really like this girl or whatever before you spend time with her or something like that yeah you know? yeah so it's important to note that once you establish attraction with someone um the next stage you're going to go into is called uncertainty and okay. when we enter into uncertainty in any time of our life the natural man generally hates it we don't like feeling unsure of ourselves we don't like not not knowing what the outcome is going to be and so we kind of fight against it by trying to be really sure before we do something that seems scary. But if you don't allow the uncertainty window to, to happen and actually do your homework with the person, then you just cut things off too quickly. Like you prolong the opportunity before you get to the first date. And then once you do get to the first date, you just put so much pressure inside of it that you feel like you have to know the end before the beginning. Like I, I want you to know, I'm oh, sorry, I'll stop. You're good. But that, that makes a lot of sense, especially like evolutionarily, like if you're trying to like go and go and hunt an animal or something like that, you kind of want to anticipate all the problems that could happen and something like that. And so your, your brain is programmed to that. And so maybe that's, yeah, like the natural or the, yeah. I, okay. Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think first, yeah, for for me, like I want, I I kind of do like a role play, kind of how like you do on your mission, you role play like a scenario before you go into it. Please tell okay. me it's in the mirror. <laughs> I cannot enough. disclose. You're cannot, smart enough. Cannot disclose <laughs> this information. She's like you. <laughs> um, but I, I I role play scenarios on like how things will go rather than having that expectation of already knowing what's happening. So it could either go either way. But um, I find out when I do that, I feel like if it doesn't go, like my expectations doesn't really happen with what reality happens. I just feel like I get, I guess, 
I guess it's a wave of depression or maybe it's a, a wave of like uncertainty, I guess you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, how do you break that uncertainty um, or I guess kind of move forward with that? I think you just have to put it inside of like, like normal limits, you know? You're going to be uncertain if this is the person for you to date. So for like maybe up to six weeks, six to eight weeks, that's usually what I say. Um, when you get to know somebody and you go on that first date, usually within the first three dates, you'll be able to know if you have like that trifecta connection, the physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, where you really just, that's not try that. I know that's three, whatever that word is. Um, so once you have that kind of going, then you can say, Hey, let's keep going. Let's keep dating. And then you can move it into exclusivity, which heaven forbid we move something into exclusivity, but right. Because then we're basically getting married, but, um, like that, that way you kind of just realize like, this is my opportunity to do my homework. I can still date other people if I want to, but I want to progress this particular relationship with this woman or man, depending on. So, okay, let let me see if I can break that down better because I can see the confusion on your faces. (laughs) Stephanie, translate. What do I need to explain better? No, I think think it is just putting a little bit more investment into it, right? Mm -hmm. And that can happen, I think that can happen earlier than we think. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really liked what you said about, you know, you could be, in an emotional relationship with this girl for months before you ask her out on that first date, right? Mm -hmm. Where there is this flirtation, there is this back and forth, and it seems like there's reciprocity, it seems like there's mutual attraction, but nothing is really happening. And it it probably doesn't have to be that way. I mean, maybe it does take a little bit more vulnerability, it takes a little bit more boldness on, on both parts, because, you know, ladies, I don't know if it's really behooves us to engage in that kind of back and forth for so yeah. long, right? We've all kind of done this to ourselves. Women will just pro, like let it happen and then men will just kind of keep doing it because I think women also just feel like I don't have a lot of other things to do with my time. No one else is asking me out. I might as well just keep engaging and flirting and he's making me feel good. I'm getting a little bit of reward because he makes me feel good. He's talking don't to me. It. And yeah, exactly. The dopamine hit and you're getting the same thing because she's talking to me, but you're not really getting the best parts of the dopamine guys. Like you're missing out on the juice. Like it's <laughs> the best part of the drug. You're taking the butt of it. Really? You're just, that full hit. Like go all in. I'm just so something I realized, and this is somewhat relevant. I was talking to some friends the other day after like we went and did something. Um, and someone's uh, the girl said, she was i can't remember exactly what led to it basically just that she was she hates the uh, point where she doesn't know that someone is interested in her because Mm -hmm. at that point she feels like she has nothing going on and so i was like huh that's really funny because as a guy if i don't have anyone that i'm like interested in that is when i'm the most depressed because i'm like i have no options right now this is awful i can't do anything because like i'm not interested in anybody i have interactions with Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm assuming it's the same, like, that's how it feels for girls. It's like when there's, you don't think any guy is interested in you, it can be very depressing. Mm-hmm. So like that, I guess that makes sense when a girl finally does have a guy that shows interest, she's 
flattered and maybe she's not actually that into him, but because she's getting some sort of attention, she's willing to give him the time. Right. And this is when a woman's form of flirtation becomes over pursuing. And that's if there's one way to like lessen a man's interest in her, it's by pursuing him. Because when a man starts flirting with her, but he doesn't ask her out, she, she wrongly assumes that he doesn't know that she's interested. He knows, y'all know, you just don't want to do anything about it yet. Yes. Right. <laughs> See, admit it, admit it right there. And so because they don't want to do anything yet, she just goes, well, he probably, he just, he's so nice. He doesn't know that I'm interested. And so I'm going to enroll him in the game invitation of the week. I'm going to bake him the cookie of the week. I'm going to invite him to change my tire. I'm going to invite him to do pick me up from the airport. I'm going to do all these things that will invite him into my life so that he will know that I'm interested and, and bless his heart. Sometimes that works and he'll actually ask you out. But nine times out of 10, he'll just keep doing all those things and still be wrapped with indecision. And that over pursuit will make him feel less interested and her feel frustrated. Yeah, I think there's a good balance because if there's a girl that shows like that little bit of interest, I think that's incredibly attractive. But if there's too much, then I'm like, all right, she's, she's a little too into me. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah it's like gonna, it kind of throws you off. I am not that awesome. You're like, what, what did the, yeah. and I'm like, what is going, but like, there's a, there's a meme I saw the other day that was like, literally, um, the moment somebody stops texting you or like, um, leaves you on red, then you become interested in them. And you're like, like, why, why, is, or like mm-hmm. why is my brain this way? Why did I, why am I the way I am? And it's just, <laughs> it's, it's so funny. That's so true. Well, my question is in that circumstance, um, you know, let's say that you, you are engaged with this like back and forth with this guy who's not really that into you, um, but you assume that he is. I guess, how do, you, how do you identify, how do you like break out of that, right? How do you- You drop identify- the line, you drop the line and if he doesn't take the bait, then you just withdraw the sugar. You take the line, you take the, you know, the water. I love that. So we're gonna use the fishing analogy. You want some, my, my we, we love talk about fish every podcast that would be the goal <laughs> <laughs> let's find a way to work fish into every single like one <laughs> i don't understand fishing metaphors i know well this one will make sense though okay okay why do you have to fish why do we have to fish because we want to get married um, <laughs> you're going to get married. Who are you going to marry? Daddy. 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 Mm-hmm. There's a little yeah, bit of weirdness to, to that. Prince Hans from the first Frozen. And oh, she yes. grabbed a cell phone and she was talking to him. And I said, I said, or my daughter, I won't say her name. I said, he's the bad guy. And she goes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta oh. be a bad guy. Oh no. <laughs> How much of this is predicting the future here? You're like, oh, am I going to have to watch out for this? That's also like another thing. Like I've heard that. There's another thing that I've heard that guys and or girls go for the bad guy. Yeah. What? What is the heck? What is why? Oh, that's so frustrating. That guy has confidence. He's a bad guy. He has confidence that he is. Oh, he is okay with rejection because he doesn't give a crap about people. So he Make will sense. come at her and he will flirt with her and he will flatter her and he will woo her and he will come strong. And she's like, I surrender. Mm. It's not good. No. That sounds yeah. good though. 
but it's because these good guys are too busy investigating. <laughs> no, but really, it's, it's yeah, just it's so bad. It's so bad. The, the the thing a man needs to do is establish that he's interested and then just move forward with the interest and get himself cycled through that interest and move on to something else if he's not interested anymore. Or you both just have an opportunity to try each other on for a fit, decide it doesn't fit, and lovingly move on. So that's, okay, that's another question I had. How do you do that properly? And this is kind of going more into like the relationship stuff. <laughs> True. So Communication. Hard. <laughs> words are hard. I don't know words. <laughs> words. English isn't my first language. No English. <laughs> um, no, like no. I, that was a question I had actually written down. Was like, what? How do we show we're not interested through the flirting? Or like, like maybe first I was interested in this girl, and so like we start doing like I'm showing interest. We go on a date. And then the date doesn't go as well or like there's something that doesn't connect, but she's still like interested in showing me interest. So what you've established then is that it's not, it's switched from romantic connection to friendship connection. Okay. Right. After you've gotten to know where you're like, the romantic vibe for me isn't there. Sure. Okay. So you use your words and you say, I don't really feel a romantic connection, but the friend, but I think you're awesome. It's just the romantic connection isn't developing for me. Mm, or whatever like then when somebody hears that it's like such a it's a it's sad but it's a way more gentle way of letting them down because it doesn't say like i reject you entirely as a person because we know in our brain we know like i'm not supposed to be a romantic connection for everybody i just won't be and so okay. if you can if you can say like the romantic connection just isn't developing for me um i've really enjoyed getting to know you so well, and can I also request that you don't, you know, use words like. It's you, not me. Give us, no, give us yeah, give us all no, of the I, bad things to say. I, I think the no. thing that kills me is when you, when you insert a hook, right? So you say, hey, I don't know if we should date yet. Oh, or yeah. oh, I don't yes, know. Don't. I don't know if like, I, maybe it's just the, the timing's off or something like that. Or I. I want to keep my options open. You know, like these kinds of words make me think, oh, I still got a chance, right? Like, mm -hmm. like there may be some future event where, you know, things might change. He might come back and rest assured everyone, you have, you reserve the right to change your mind and that's okay. But don't, don't insert that hook. You know what I mean? And, and leave her hanging and, and, you know, I, and it's difficult. It is difficult to articulate those feelings. It is difficult to articulate. Um, yeah, take a note from The Bachelor. He breaks up with like four and five women a night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't feel a romantic connection. Amazing tagline. Okay, I have just one more question. Um, so with the romantic kind of side of things, um, obviously you said about three dates and you should still have that kind of connection. How long do these three dates should last? Like, should it be lasting like a couple of weeks? Like, could it be like a three, three between like one to two months or is it just like, oh, dude, if you're going one to two months, that's what I'm thinking. Like, should it be, should it be like, should you have these three or these three dates within like the first two weeks? So the first, I guess I you said two and a half to three weeks. Okay. Two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think you can, you're not expected to text all day, every day in between. Like you can text, check in, how's it going and looking forward to our date and like that kind of thing, just to kind of keep the anticipation building. The problem kind of comes in if you, if you just drop off, then there's not an anticipation build. 
And if you over communicate, then there's still not that anticipation to build. The first three dates are really just kind of about like working through that attraction and like establishing the anticipation. And then the date should be where the anticipation starts kind of paying off because you're realizing that the connection is good and it's strong and there's more build. I like that. I like that. Good to know. I think just to add to that, it's funny because I just reflected. I was like, what's the fastest I've ever done this? Oh, a weekend. <laughs> three days, just boom, boom, yeah, boom. Three dates in a weekend? Dang, that's awesome. No, with oh. the same, like it was just like Friday, first date, Saturday, yeah, second cool. follow-up date. Sunday, we like went on a walk somewhere. I was just like, wow, that escalated quickly. <laughs> and yeah, I, and cool I think though. it does. I think it, it really does. You don't have to have it. Like some people think that it has to be that magical packed weekend before then you'll know that this is going to work out. And so if there's like that slow build, then they think it doesn't. So just okay. keep that in mind. Like you can have uncertainty up until the three dates. And then by the third date, you're like, oh my gosh, I've just got to keep seeing them. Okay. And I had another question too, just kind of based off of um, these three dates. Within these three dates, obviously you don't, you, you know, you don't know if this relationship is going to go well, or you know, you don't know where it's going to go. Within within that time frame, are we flirting with other people, flattering with other people, trying to get to know them as well? Because I've been I've been the one guy that's been um, that dates one person at a time. Like if I like them, if I'll if I'll talk to them for about you know a couple of weeks, and then I'll ask them out. Go, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I just feel weird. And I, because I, I get attached, I guess, emotionally really quickly. So when I'm flirting with someone else, it feels like I'm not necessarily right. cheating, but I'm just like, I'm betraying trust with this individual that I actually do like, but we haven't really established a boundary. And I think that's where it kind of gets confusing. Um, and a lot of, you have to kind of know what you can handle and where, where the line is, where, where you are at is I think more within normal than like five and six people. So this is where I think the mission analogy is kind of helpful. Okay, so when you're, when you're contacting and you're like looking to date people, that's when you're kind of like laying around all your flirts. Mm -hmm. You know, whether that's online or in person, whatever, like you're, you, you're allowed to flirt because you're kind of contacting. When you decide you wanna teach someone, you're making contact with them, that's somewhere inside the first date right? Yeah. If you're, if you're going out on like, I mean, in my mission, I served in the Midwest. We didn't have a lot of people that we were allowed to, that wanted us to teach them. So this analogy works. If you went somewhere where there's a high baptizing population, this analogy might not work. But basically like when you're moving someone along, you're, you're not doing as much dating. When you're uncertain about someone, you can still be dating other people. When you move to exclusivity, that's when it's just the two of you. Okay. So you just have to be a little bit of transparent, little, a little bit more transparent in what your intentions are. I was dating other people. My husband was not. And he was very clear about that while we were dating each other before we became exclusive. That was what was comfortable for him. Well, and I, and I think there's a little bit to the point of like, we don't have a lot of practice doing that. Mm -hmm. um, I think if our culture was more, you know, um, I guess, casual with our dating. I mean, my, my dad talks about, you know, him and his little black book of girls numbers and he would just, <laughs> he needed a date that night. So he would just call a girl on 
the top of his list. And if she didn't answer, he called the next girl and he called mm-hmm. the next girl. And that was just. Dad sounds like a legend. It w- Seriously though. That's awesome. But I, I feel like that was, that was kind of how it goes. And, and, um, but nowadays I, I do think a lot of that initial like investigation happens before the first date. Oh yeah. I think it's so much harder for men to be, and I'm going to say this men and women, but mostly with men to be, to have a girlfriend than it is for them to like, I don't know, get a job or save the planet. Like they just struggle so much because they're so worried about that status with someone. Whereas back in your dad's generation, like if you didn't have a girlfriend, people were like, what is up with you? Mm-hmm. Get a girlfriend, you know? And I, I, I mean, I, I wish that having a girlfriend was more normal and like that you weren't on display and like asked when are you guys getting married just for having a girlfriend. I think that should, you should have a girlfriend and that should be the norm. And if you don't, you should be close to getting one. Yeah. It, it is a different time. And I think it's important for us to, you know, lean into the times. I don't think we necessarily need to fret up. Well, blame our circumstances on the fact that we're not getting where we need to get. Um, but just leverage the, I think, I don't know, practice. I think practice makes perfect. Um, putting ourselves out there and worst case scenarios, we have more friends, you know, we make more connections with people. Um, and we get a little bit closer to finding our person. I'm like super invested in your dating life now. (laughs) I'm like, I'm looking at you. I'm thinking I've got lots of things that questions I want to ask you personally. So I apologize, but that we're now friends. (laughs) Call me if you got questions. They're Absolutely. so cute, Steph. Why Absolutely. are you not like, what's the deal? You know what? I, it's, it is so funny because I see these guys all the time and I interact with these guys all the time and I look at them and they, and you, and they're there. You guys want, you want to date. And I can, I can tell you two dozen girls that oh, are yeah. in the same boat that are interested, that want the same thing. I would be happy to match make you guys. But the problem is, is we do have these barriers of like confidence. We have these barriers of like, you know, you know, there's like the stigma around getting set up. I don't know. There's, there's all this stuff, but it is, it is mind boggling just walking into a singles ward and seeing that set of men on one side of the cultural hall and the women on the other. <laughs> and it's mind boggling. It is so mind boggling, but you know what? We'll get there guys. We'll find our person. I believe it. Yes. But anyway, um, Lonnie, we have taken up so much of your time, but oh, I loved it. thanks you guys. Thank yeah, you so much you. for your wisdom. And um, we will definitely keep you in touch as things develop. Yeah, I'm hoping that this podcast is going to turn into the evolution of these guys dating. I hope so too. That, <laughs> I, I no, hope honestly, that's how cool. it is. I hope that's how it is for all of us. Um, yeah, I love we'll it. Definitely, we'll probably end up bringing you back on if that's all right too. Oh yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, I have a lot to say. I have a lot to say. Let's love go. We'll just okay. hand it over to you when you just take <laughs> your time. <laughs> you just go. I do. I have so much to say. You guys, my husband's a saint. A lot to say. He's a good guy. Cool. <laughs> cool. Well, we'll have cool. you and your husband on next time. Guys, good luck. Way to Thank do this you. podcast. Yeah. And love you lots already. 
Awesome. <laughs> hey, thank you so much. We appreciate Thanks, it. Thanks, Lonnie. Bye. Bye. She was wow. awesome. That, that was, was awesome. Really cool. She's yeah. she's really good. I honestly we are bringing her back because we did like we started talking about flirting, but then we just went off on dating in general. We did. Like I loved it. <laughs> I think that's just what it, this is what happens. Like we'd start start talking about flirting, but then it ends with like dating. Like that's just it's just how it goes. You know, it's just it you go with the flow. Yep. But you guys really should hit her up. She is wonderful. Um, she has certainly helped me a lot with my relationship stuff. So definitely appreciate her. And I, I really, I really loved um, how she talks about the need for us to change our mindset about flirting um, flattering. and flattering, you know, yeah, like let's, that. let's talk about flattering for a second. I mean, does, I think flattering sounds a lot less demeaning because she mentioned that a lot, how yeah. women feel like, you know, they're demeaning themselves by, um, you know, stooping down to that level of flatter of flirting, flirting, but flattering someone, I feel for me, at least it comes super naturally. It's super easy. Um, especially if I, if I like the guy, I mean, um, I'll tell you something I did years ago. Yes. Story time. Story time. Story time. So I, I was working at, as a cashier and um i noticed sounds like some, the beginning of a song she was working <laughs> i was cashier. working as a cashier okay so i was working <laughs> as a cashier and uh, i noticed that i would compliment women that would come through my line oh i love your hair wow those earrings are so cute like where where'd you get your wallet that is adorable so i'm sitting there just you know making these girls day right they're just walking away like oh thanks that's so nice of you blah. and then um i would do it on occasion to to guys and they would just like thanks right like they would they'd really really appreciate it i think and then i realized i think girls receive compliments from girls often i think as women we are very complimentary to each other but i don't know how often guys get complimented by women randomly that's true i mean do you guys receive like a ton of compliments like like from your cashier in the in the line, right? Yeah. Like, are you getting compliments from like the girl sitting next to you in class, right? I'm pretty sure the only woman who compliments me is my mother. I was gonna say the same thing, <laughs> or my sisters. Just, just your mom. Um, and so I, I realized that is, that's really unfortunate because I get, I get a lot of gratification from getting complimented. And so I, um, I decided one day that I was going to try to compliment every single guy that came through my line. Nice. And um, tell me you got like eight numbers that day. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> any dates I did out not. Of that? I did not get any dates out of it, unfortunately. But I did get a lot of smiles. Um, sometimes it was harder than others. I, you know, sometimes I was like really stretching, like, mm. oh, nice basketball shorts. You know what I mean? Like um, that. That was, nose you got there is is so perky. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was it was a little tricky. It was a little tricky. Um, eyes. I, I, I did think eyes for guys. I did think I, I go. I went a little too far with one guy because he comes walking in and his hair was immaculate. <laughs> like it looked so good, and so I told him, you know, your hair looks amazing, um, and I think that 
took him aback a little bit. I don't think he was prepared to receive such an intimate compliment. Um, didn't know complimenting your hair was that intimate, but I think for him, he was kind of like, whoa, <laughs> like, what? you went all the way there. And I was, <laughs> I got embarrassed really fast. Um, so you gotta, you gotta watch out for those, um, those more intimate compliments, but sometimes it cool. really works. Can I tell you guys what it was that, um, Matt said to like, get me to look at them? Uh, no, no. Yes. What did he say? Also, I'm really sorry. Curious. How did Matt, the infamously amazing flirtatious man that he is, <laughs> get you? Um, you know, Matt, and I think a lot of guys do this. Matt didn't really know that he was flirting with me, but <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Matt. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny. I'm sorry. Well, and and maybe and. I guess because of that, you know, it goes back to that first question, like is flirting natural or is it like, is it only flirting if it's intentional? Um, because he will tell you even now that he was just being nice. Um, but so I, I being was nice talking to him. Funny. I was talking to him after um, church one day and um, I was wearing a green coat and he, uh, um, he looks at me and he says, wow, like that coat really brings out the green in your eyes. Oh, so he, oh Matt's slaying. That's really funny. And I, job, I and you know, again, that's one of those very intimate compliments, you know, like mm -hmm. it was very, um, it, yeah, it seemed, it seemed very intimate at the time. And so I, I was like, okay, he's like, he's checking out my eyes. Okay. That's all right. Um, okay, you can look a little bit longer. Come you can look. You can look at them eyes. You know what I mean. And um, <laughs> so, and that's really that's really all it took. It was just that in that you know that compliment that was just a little bit more intimate than it needed to be. But anyway, I I thought that was cute. I thought that was a good way to go. That's interesting because I think about this and the few times I've complimented friends of mine who are girls, I like I said it as like a friendly thing but I'm realizing it could have like, not, it, I don't think they thought I was flirting with them, but I realized how now, if I was intentionally trying to flirt with them, that would be a great way to do it. Yeah. That makes a Good. lot of sense. Good job, Matt. Okay. Yeah, freaking Matt, dude. He's got awesome. game and we didn't, oh, we didn't talk about her husband has game. That yeah, we're gonna come back to. Yeah, we'll have to get back. Next time we have her on, we're gonna talk about how we're for sure have Mr. Her. Lonnie has game. That's not his, that's not the last name, right? No, I was saying. Okay. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I liked also kind of how she was saying, like how we're kind of kind of leading into sitting closer, kind of like taking taking a look at like the smaller things, like if the girls are like making eye contact with you, and you get that weird like fluttery feeling that oh hey she's looking at you like kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Like I think for me, I see that a ton, and I'm like, uh, like should I? go for it or should I not like that's that's the thing that I miss out in opportunities where I just I see that they're looking at me but I'm not doing anything like I'm not going in and saying hey how's it going or just like starting to talk to them or anything like sitting closer to them stuff like that like I think she also said it was creating the opportunity I feel like I miss a ton which I learned a lot. It's more of creating the opportunity to obviously flirt or, you know, start that conversation flatter. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that's what I liked about what she was saying. When I liked like taking, like taking advantage of that window that you've created. Um, I, I really, I really think that that's important. And, um, you know, not being afraid to dive in a little bit sooner than you think you should. Um, follow your heart, right? Like <laughs> if you feel, if you feel that flutter, I mean, if you feel that attraction, if it's happening, um, I mean, do you really need to know more than that to ask someone on a first date? Right. Yeah, it's, true. it's funny. Cause you say that and it's like, obviously the answer is yes. But like my stupid male analyst mind was like, no, I want to <laughs> know this and this before I do any sort of commitment in any sort of way. But, but then, but then like she said, it puts so much pressure on the first date. Yeah. And and that, first dates, first dates are notoriously bad. And you know, Maybe that's why most of the first dates I've been on, if I liked the date, they were really good. Like if I was interested, the date went well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was super cocky, but that, <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but no, yeah, that, that makes sense. Cause in the first dates are supposed to be like the get to know you or whatever. So, okay. and I think I feel, you know, I, I think the thing that I've just kind of thought of is that the first date is, is that weird weirdness, awkwardness, try to get to know that person. And I feel like for me, I would be more comfortable of knowing this person on like a, I guess a friend, um, you know, situation or a friend's basis before we go on a first date. But I think that totally diminishes the romantic side of it because you're just all of a sudden going into the date thinking that you're friends, you have that already built. And it's now like you're, I'm pushing myself already in the friend, friend zone, you know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Cause we've already, we've already had that friend, I guess, connection. Now we're building a romantic kind of side to that. I don't know. That's, that's what I was. Well, and, and what's wrong with being like owning up to your intention of forming a romantic relationship. Right. And, you know, like why stuff a girl into the friend zone at the get go when ultimately you want something more. Right. And right. I think, and I think it makes sense if you, you know, you're not sure if you're not, you, you don't really know if you want to, you know, take it to that next level. But I think when it comes to things like mutual um, or online dating, the whole point of those kinds of things, you know, is, you know, you're already going into it thinking, I'm on here to meet people to date. You're on here to meet people to date. Now that we've you know, that's already established. We can, you know, move past the whole guessing game and just go into, you know, I'm approaching this from the standpoint of, I understand that, you know, we both are looking for something more than just friendship. That's super true. True. The downside to that is that everybody's mutual profile is their best picture. And so for me, I'm like expecting something and then when I go on the date, it could be the, it could be better, could be worse, or sorry, it could be better, could be average, or not average, could be the same, but sometimes it's worse. And then I'm just like, Ugh. like, and then it wasn't like they actually catfished. It just like, it's kind of frustrating. So in that sense, like that's the downside of the dating is like, of using a dating app is like, it's just like, okay, I like 
based on these five pictures, I'm interested in this girl, but then you see her in person, you're like, oh, well, those are obviously her five best pictures. Yeah. Even but though that sounds really rude. Either way, I think it's, I don't know. Flirting is, is important. We know this. And it's, it takes a lot of guts, man. So get out there and go to, go forth and do that likewise. Your person. Sounds like for men, be confident in yourself. Confident. Because confidence in yourself will show that. And so if you don't know how to do that, maybe we should have an episode on that. We'll come back to it. (laughs) For women. For women, I I think it's the same. I think it's the same. Be confident and uh, be honest and and you'll be all right and I, another thing is like don't don't waste your time with people that are not showing interest you know true. move right along you know drop in the bait if they don't bite move on true okay all right well, on that guys find your person find That's your person you know. find your person awesome thanks for joining us and we'll catch you next week we'll see you next time later when i